Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Lamed, Daf 30 of Masechta Yoima. Masechta, Daf Lamed, Shtikol, yeah, uh, uh, it goes in interesting places. The first, like, Amud or so, or three quarters of an Amud is like very uh, uh, serious bathroom sugyas. Like, remember the, the third parak of Masechta Brachis? So it's like that, but I think a shtickle more, uh, more, uh, intense. Um, and then, right, and then, and then we get to a new mikvah where, uh, no, uh, well, kind of, a new mishnah where we talk about going to the mikvah, um, before doing the avoda or before going into the azar in the base of mikdash. And that kind of would be sort of the theme of Lamar Amabez. Let us get started. We're on Tafkhavtas Amabez. Three lines from the bottom. So this was the rule um, in the base of Mikdash that anybody who uh, went to the bathroom to defecate so uh, he would have to go to the mikvah, immerse himself tire- entirely afterwards. Whereas somebody who um, went to urinate so then they would do Kiddush Yadayim V'Raglayim they would just wash their hands and their feet. Says the Gemara B'Shlam V'Raglayim Mishum Nitzotzis Says the Gemara I understand why you would have to wash your feet after um, after urinating because what if you're pishing and some some um, some drops splatter from the ground and get on your legs? So I understand why you'd want to wash your feet. Eliodaim, my time. But how come you have to wash your hands? What's the big deal? So says Abba. Well, from the fact that you have to wash your hands must mean that you're using your hands. It must mean that um, you have to, in case that you got any of these drops on your legs, you have to get rid of them with your hands. So, therefore, your hands also get uh, affected, get get uh, dirty. So then, so you wash your hands, you wash your feet, and then you get back to that. So this supports Rabbi Ami. So says Rabbi that a person is not allowed to go out with drops of urine on his legs, all right. Well, because what's going to happen? The yentis, the yentis are going to be walking around town looking to see what kind of stuff they could dig up on people. They're going to say, "Ah, oh, Yankel, Yankel's got a shtickle pish on his legs. It must be that he's a kroshavcha. Must be that um, he's pushing missing." part of his penis and that's why he's unable to pish properly and, 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 and the urine gets on his legs and it must be if that's the case that he's a crow's shafcha so then he's unable to have children crow's shafchas can't have children so then they're going to say but he has children so then the yentis they're going to say wait, wait this doesn't add up he's got pish on his legs he must be a crow's shafcha but he has children whose children are they? he can't have children he's a crow's shafcha so it must be that these children are mamzerim that's what it must be. And because of these nudnik yentis, everybody now has to wash their hands after they go to the bathroom. Yentis. Alright. What can you do? It's part of life. So, 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 so let's say that Rib Abba, um, so this, so this Mishnah essentially, which says that you have to do, that you have to wash your hands because you don't want to have nitsotis, this supports Rib, uh, Rib Ami who says, that don't go out with nitsotis 
because people might think that your children are mamzerim. Amar Papa says, Papa, Tzorbim Koma, also the Kos Kriyashma. All right. So it says, Papa, that if you have any excrement, if you didn't uh, wipe yourself well after going to the bathroom, so then uh, you can't read Kriyashma. All right. Echidami. Well, tell us a little more. What do you mean? You didn't wipe yourself well. Well, eat the nearest pshita. If if it, if you did such a bad job that the excrement is visible, well, then obviously you can't read kriyashma. Eat the lone nearest. If it's not visible, well, the Torah wasn't given to angels. You know, not everybody is going to do a perfect job. So the Gemara makes a chilek. So it says, well, it depends. If when you're sitting, it's visible, but when you stand up, it's now it's no longer visible. So that is what we're talking about. And Rav Papa says that in that in that case, you can't read Kriyashma. All right. Gemara says, wait, but one second. Why should this be any different than when you have excrement on on your body, on your flesh? Did my that it said it's Abusaro if you have excrement on your flesh? Or you're standing outside of the bathroom, but you stick a hand into the bathroom. Rav Huna Amar Mutter Likros Kriyashma. Rav Huna says your mom is allowed to read Kriyashma. Rav Chizda Amar also Likros Kriyashma. Rav Chizda says, okay, you're not allowed to read Kriyashma, but that's only because it's mamish on your on your limbs, on your body, on your on your flesh. As Rashi points out, the pasuk says, that all of my bones speak to God, and therefore you can't have excrement on your bones. But um, Either way, whether you're Rav Hunu who says it's Mamish Mutter, or Rav Chizu who says that it's Dafka because of Klaatzmosa Tomaina, that wouldn't necessarily be in line with uh, Rav Papa, who seems to be saying it's, uh, you know, not necessarily anywhere on your body, but specifically if you didn't clean yourself well. So then it has to do with apparently like the smell or something. So, um, so, Bimkoma Zuama, Bimkoma Zuama. So, well, if you don't clean yourself well, kilo in the place where the excrement comes from, so the strong the smell is stronger. And if you don't clean yourself well, so then that, that's that's a bigger deal than if uh, uh, it's uh, I guess in a different part of if it's just like on your arm or something like that. All right, very very beautiful. So okay, so I think uh, we managed to get through that piece. Let's go weiter. Tanurabanan the rabbis taught halacha besude. So the halacha is when it comes to suda. I guess not entirely done. So if in the middle of a meal a fellow goes out to pish, so he just needs to wash one of his hands, the hand uh, that he used to clean off the the drops from his leg. Um, and then he um, can go into the suda. So he goes to the bathroom, um, washes one of his hands, and then he goes into the Suda. If he went to speak with his friend, and he was out speaking, schmoozing for a long time. So then he's got to watch both of his hands. Because he had he wasn't paying attention, he was talking to his friend, and maybe he touched a part of his body, or touched something that he shouldn't touch, that he would have to wash his hands for. So you wash your hands before getting back to your meal. And when he washes his hands before returning to the meal. He shouldn't wash his hands outside where nobody could see. Because people might think that he didn't wash his hands before coming back. So, 
Rather, what he does is he comes back into the Suda and he sits at his place and then they bring him water and he washes his hands in his place. And then he gives the um, jug, the pitcher that he's using for washing his hands, he passes it around the table to the rest of the guests to ask, you know, does anybody else want to wash their hands so that it will be clear that he washed his hands when he came back. All right. Says of Chizda that when we say that you have to dafka wash your hands inside so that everyone knows that you washed your hands, that's only if the meal's over and everyone's sitting around and drinking and enjoying themselves. But if he if he's you know coming back to the meal and they're still eating, well then um, you can wash your hands outside and then come in and rejoin the meal. Because everyone knows, like, if he's coming back to eat, he's, he's certainly going to wash his hands in advance and, and, and before and they're not really concerned. It's only when the meal is over. And as Rashi points out, that they would generally sit around drinking after the meal. So if he came back at that part, maybe people would think that he didn't wash his hands before coming back. So that's why he washes his hands um, inside and passes it around and makes the whole thing so that people realize that, that, that he certainly washes his hands. But if they're eating... They'll assume that he just washed his hands before he came back. So it says of Nachman Yitzchak that when it comes to himself personally, um, even if the meal is over and everyone's sitting around drinking and he comes back for that part, he would not have to wash his hands inside because everyone could assume that he washed his hands outside since he, he's particular about washing his hands even before drinking. All right. Very good. Chaver, let's go weiter. New Mishnah. In Adam Nichmas Lazar Lavoda, Elat So a person cannot go into the Azar in the base Amikdash to go to um to to do the service a Kohen to do the service in the Azar. Afilu Tor, even if he's Tahor. He maybe went to the Mikvah the day before. He's Tahor. He knows he's Tahor. But still, if you're going to the Azar to do Avoda, you go to the Mikvah first. So again, in Adam Nichnas Lazar Avoda El Afilutar, so a person doesn't, a Kayan Mistama doesn't go into the Azara to do the temple service. Afilutar, even if he's pure, Ad Shiyidbo until he goes to the Mikvah first. Now, on Yom Kippur, the Kayan Gadol would go to the Mikvah five times and he would wash his hands and his, and his feet. Um, ten times on Yom Kippur, and all of these mikvehs and kiddushadim v'raglaim were in the holy part of the Azara, al beisapayve on top of the beisapayve that we learned about the other day. with the exception of this one alone, i.e., the first one that was done on top of the Sharamayim, which we also learned about the other day, which was um, not in the holy part of the Azara. And then they spread out a um, sheet of of cotton between him and the nation. And um, I believe we will get to that to explain that in the Gemara. Says the Gemara, Benzoma, they ask Benzoma Zolama. So they ask Benzoma, how come if you have a Kohen who's Tahor, how come he's got to go to the mikvah another time before he does the service? He's Tahor after all. So Ben Zoma responds, 
ומאמשן מקודש לקודש ובמקום שאנוש קורס למקום שאנוש קורס טעון טבילה. המשען מכל הקודש ובמקום שאין אנוש קורס למקום שאנוש קורס אין עוד אין שטעון טבילה. Let's read that again. Well, before we read it again, let's just explain it outside. So the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, so he goes to the mikvah between each of the five services that he does. Now, when he goes to the on Yom Kippur, he's going from one holy place to another holy place. So he's going lefnai v'lefnim, and just lefnim. from the heichal to the kodesh hakodashim, one holy place to another holy place. From one place where if you go in there when you're Tameh Yechayev Karis to another place where if you go in there when you're Tameh Yechayev Karis. And nonetheless, and yet, he still has to go to the mikvah in between each time. Well then certainly, a Kayin who's showing up for the service in the temple, where he's coming from his house, a place that is not holy, and now he's coming to the Beis HaMikdash, a place where if he's Tameh, he would not be Chayev Karis. And now he's coming to the Beis HaMikdash where if he's Tameh, he'd be Chayev Karis. Certainly he should have to go to the mikvah. So now let's read that inside. Amulayim, he responded, Umamishanim, he kodesh the kodesh, the kain god on Yom Kippur, that he's going from one holy place to another holy place. Umimakum shanush karis, lemakum shanush karis. Or from one, and from one place where if you go in there when you're tame, you chayiv karis, to another place where if you go in there when you're tame, you chayiv karis, to and tvila, and yet, he goes to the mikvah between each one. Amishanim, he chola kodesh. Somebody, a kohen, at the beginning of the day, who's coming from his house, a place that is uh, you know, unholy, not particularly holy, to a place that's holy, or from a place, right, and from a place that, um, um, if you go in there, when you're Tameh, you're not Chayiv Karis, your house, to a place where, when you go there and you're Tameh, you're Taka Chayiv Karis, certainly then, you should have to go to the mikvah when going from one to the other. And that is why, a Kohen, at the beginning of a service, in the temple, before going into the Azara, he goes to the mikvah. Rabbi Yehuda Omer says, Rabbi Yehuda, Srach Rabbi Yehuda says, no, it's really the, the, the purpose of this reminder, uh, of this mikvah, is really as a reminder. It's not an obligation, it's not a chiyuv. But it, I mean, you have to do it, but what's the purpose? How come you go to the mikvah as a coin before you start the service in the morning in the Vesem Mikdash? As a reminder, what, what are we reminding you? That by going to the mikvah, why do you go to the mikvah? You go to the mikvah to purify yourself. Because somebody who's impure goes to the mikvah and he becomes pure. And we're saying that even if you are already pure, go to the mikvah anyways. Because that, that, that process of purification will remind you and make you think, wait, am I actually pure? Maybe I am actually Tameh. And if he remembers, oh, that he is actually Tameh, well then, he will not work in the base of Mikdash that day because he'll use this mikvah as a um, tevila and then he'll have, you know, let's say he became Tommy from Sheretz or something. So he'll have to have higher of Shemesh and he won't be able to work that day. And this, um, going to the, and he wouldn't have realized if he hadn't gone to the mikvah, he wouldn't have remembered that he was actually Tommy. So therefore going to the mikvah just serves as a reminder for the coin to reflect and to think, wait, am I actually Tahor before I start doing the Avodah? What exactly are they arguing about? They're arguing about what happens if a Kohen does the Avoda in the Beis HaMikdash without going to the Mikvah. Is the service that he did in the Beis HaMikdash invalid or is it okay if he didn't go to the Mikvah beforehand? 
According to Ben Zoma, who says that you go to the mikvah before starting the service as from a kavachomer from the Kohen Gadol. That if the Kohen Gadol has to go to the mikvah, well then kavachomer, a regular Kohen, when he starts the service in the morning has to go to the mikvah. Well then if he doesn't go to the mikvah and he didn't do something that he needs to do, well then any service that he did is invalid. According to Buddha, look, it's a reminder. There's a reason why I want you to go to the mikvah so that, you know, you think and you, so that, and, and in case you were already tame, so you'll remember that. If you didn't do it, okay, you didn't, meaning you're supposed to do it and you didn't do it, but, but okay, fine, so you didn't have the reminder, me stomach your tar anyways. So it's okay. Even according to Benzoma, if this Kohen skipped going to the mikvah before the service, would the service really be invalid? We learn it in Abraisa. If you have the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, who did not go to the mikvah, or did not do Kiddush Adayim between changing, between his clothing, or between, or, or, or between the different avodas that he was doing, his service in the temple on Yom Kippur is nonetheless kosher. So now let's finish the brisa. Now both a coin gold and a coin hedget in general. If they didn't go, if they didn't do kiddush adam v'raglaim in the morning, and then he did a service in the temple. Avoda avodaso psulas is avoda is possible, but. Okay, fine. Beseder. The second part, I guess, is just saying that you have to initially do Kiddush Adayim V'Raglayim. Fine. Now, the first part of the Brisa said that the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, if he, does, if he skips going to the mikvah between one of the Avodas or doing Kiddush Adayim V'Raglayim, we say that nonetheless the Avoda is kosher. Now, Ben Zoma's whole premise, his whole svara, was based on the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, right? What was Ben Zoma's logic? How come a Kayan has to go to the mikvah before he does the Voda, even if he knows that he's tower? Well, Kavachomer. If a Kohen Gadol has to go to the mikvah during the Voda on Yom Kippur, and he's already in a place that's holy, and going to a place that's holy, and he's already in a place where you'd be Chayv Karis if you're Tameh, and he's going to another place where he's Chayv Karis if he's Tameh, and he still has to go to the mikvah, well then certainly a regular fellow who's coming, a regular Kohen who's coming from his house, a place where is not holy, where if he's there when he's Tameh, he's not Chayv Karis, certainly he'll have to go to the mikvah. Now if we're, be, if we're, if, if the, our, if Ben Zoma's Svara is, learned out is based upon the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur and we have a Bryce that says that the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur himself if he doesn't go to the Mikvah the Avodah is nonetheless kosher well then certainly a regular Kohen that we're learning out from Kohen Gadol if he skips going to the Mikvah it will also be kosher it could be Bidyevet but it will be kosher so we can't say that the difference between Rabbi Yehuda who says that he goes to the Mikvah as a reminder and Benzoma who learns that as a Kavachomer from the Kohen Gadol, we can't say that the difference is that Benzoma would say that, that if you skipped going to the mikvah, then the Avoda is Psula. Because it's, Benzoma learns it out from the Kohen Gadol, and even that we have a Bryce that says that even the Kohen Gadol himself, if he skips going to the mikvah, it would nonetheless be kosher. So rather says the Gemara, El Mekam Be'ese That the Machlokas is 
Is it a mitzvah saseh to go to the mikveh? The benzoma koi be'eseh, the rabbi yudah lo koi be'eseh. So, according to benzoma, it would be a mitzvah saseh, like an actual mitzvah to go to the mikvah, because we learned it out like from the kohen gadol, that he goes to the mikvah, and that's a mitzvah saseh. So also, any kohen hejit going to the mikvah before the avoda in the Beis HaMikdash would be a mitzvah saseh, the rabbi yudah lo koi be'eseh. According to rabbi yudah, it's not a mitzvah saseh, it's just a reminder. Fine. Does Rabbi Yehuda really hold that a person who's Tahor needs to go to the mikvah before going into the Azara? We learn in a Bryce, we have a Bryce that says a Mitzorah. On the eighth day, Kilu, he's a, he has leprosy, he's then he's Tahor for seven days. On the seventh day, he goes to the mikvah. Then on the eighth day, he goes to the Beis HaMikdash and he gets like uh, blood on his fingers and stuff. So, we're talking about the eighth day. He had already gone to the mikvah the day before on the seventh day. Now it's the eighth day. So, he goes to the mikvah, right? There's the Lishkas HaMitzorayim. He goes to the Lishkas HaMitzorayim and he, right, that's in the Lishkas, uh, in the Ezra Sanoshim, Ezra Sanoshim. And he goes to the mikvah and then he heads over to Sharnikinor on the eastern gate of uh, the Azara, of the Ezra Gedola. Azara Gedola, I guess. And Zeo, and, and he does whatever he's there to do. So, so we see that the Mitzorah goes to the Mikvah and then he goes to the Sharnikinor. Rabbi Yehuda Omer says, Rabbi Yehuda, however, Einu Tzarech Tevila, Shekvar Tovu, Miba Erev. Says Rabbi Yehuda, actually you don't need to go to the Mikvah. The Mitzvah does not need to go to the mikvah because he already went to the mikvah the day before. So we see that according to Rabbi Yehuda, if a fellow knows that he's Tahor, he doesn't have to go to the mikvah. So then why is he saying that the Kohen, before his service, he goes to the mikvah even if he knows that he's Tahor? So the Gemara says, Okay, so the Gemara says, well, in that Brysa, Rebuta was actually pretty explicit that the reason why the Mitzorah does not have to go to the Mikvah on the eighth day is because he specifically went to the Mikvah the day before, and therefore we kind of know that he's Tahor. But I guess um, maybe in the case of the Kohen, it wasn't explicit that Idafka went to the Mikvah the day before, so maybe he's just assuming that he's Tahor, which maybe wouldn't be enough. Um, and that's why he goes to the mikvah, even according to Abiyuda. Fine. With the karila, my karila. So now, if we're saying that the reason for Abiyuda is explicit in the brisa that it's because he went to the mikvah the day before, the right, the mitzvah went to the mikvah the day before. So what's the shaila? So from the kabbayi, the mirma achri say ale because we have another kasha based on what Abiyuda says somewhere else. What does he say somewhere else? Lishkasem tzorayin. Okay. So in the as as nashim, there was this office for the mitzvahs. Shesham mitzorayin tovlin. That that's where the Mitzorahs on day eight they go to the mikvah before going to the Shai Nikanor. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Lo Mitzorayin Bavad Amru El Koladim, and Rabbi Yehuda then says actually it wasn't just the Mitzorahs, but rather even everybody if they have to go into the Azaris then they go to the mikvah first. So what do we see? So we see that Rabbi Yehuda is saying not only do the Mitzorahs go to the mikvah but also everybody else. So Rabbi Yehuda actually seems to be saying that the Mitzorahs do go to the mikvah. So which one is it? On the one hand we had a bright a second ago. That where Abiyuda says that the Mitzorahs don't go to the mikvah because they went to the mikvah the day before. And then we have this Bryce which says that the Mitzorahs do go to the mikvah, and not only them, but even everybody. The Gemara says, Lokasha, it's no problem. 
How come? Depends. If he went to the mikvah on day seven. If he went to the mikvah on day seven, so then he doesn't have to go to the mikvah on day eight according to Abuda. If he didn't go to the mikvah on day seven, so he goes to the mikvah on day eight before going to Sharnikno. I have Shemesh, boy. But for the Gemara, it doesn't just work like that. That if you didn't go to the mikvah on day seven, so then just on day eight, Chaparain, go to the mikvah and the Lishkas and then head over to the Sharnikno. You need Hari of Shemesh. You need to go to the mikvah and then be a Tvulyom for the rest of the day, and then it comes nighttime, and then you become Torah, and then the next day you'll go to the mikvah and do the and, and go to the Sharnikinor. So you can't just say that Rabbi Yudah would say that if he didn't go to the mikvah on day seven, so then on day eight he just goes to the mikvah quickly and goes to Sharnikinor. He would have to have Hayav Shemesh before he could head over to Sharnikinor. Okay, so it must be that in both cases, in both prices, Rabbi Yudah is talking about where he already went to the mikvah. On day seven, it just depends if he sort of lost his guard, if he let down his guard, if he wasn't paying attention to make sure that he remained Tahor. So as long as he did have intention and he was careful to make sure he remains Tahor, so in the next day, Rabbi would say he does not have to go to the mikvah, he can just go straight to, Sh- to Sharnikinor. Whereas if he kind of wasn't necessarily on high alert and he, w- and he wasn't paying attention, so then just go to the mikvah, uh, on day eight, a second time uh, before going to Sharnikinor, but he Gemara. If a person wasn't paying attention to him, make sure that he remains tahor. Well, then he, we have to be concerned that maybe he went into an oil amase. And if that's the case, then then right, if he had hesach hadas, and now we're not sure if maybe he went into oil an uh, oil amase, so he needs to have hazash shlishi v'shvi. You have to sprinkle the mechatos on him on day three and day seven. So it can't be that Rebuta is saying that if he went to the mikvah on day 7 and then he had Hesach Hadas and now it's day 8, he just goes to the mikvah and then he can head over to Shar Nikonor. If he had Hesach Hadas, he would have to have mamish purification on day 3 and day 7, like a whole week worth of purification. Not just quickly jumping in the mikvah. To Amr Abdostoy, as Abdostoy said, by Matun, Amr Abdostoy, Hesach Hadas, Tzarek Hazar Shlishi Vishvi, that a fellow so he's got to have sprinkling on day three and day seven. So rather, in both cases of Abiyuda, there was no Hesachadas. So we have a Mitzorah. He went to the Mikvah on day seven. It's now day eight. He knows that he's Tahor. There was no Hesachadas. It depends what his intention was when he went to the Mikvah on day seven. If when he went to the mikvah on day seven, he had in mind that he was going to be showing that he was going to be coming to the base mikdash the next day to go to Shai Nikonor and get the blood put on his uh, fingers. So, if he had intention on day seven that he was going to be going to the base mikdash the next day, so then he doesn't have to go to the mikvah a second time on day eight. But if he didn't have intention on day seven that he was going to be heading to the base mikdash the next day, so then he goes to the mikvah again on day eight. Before going to Sharnikinor. Vibai say more if you want to give you a different reason. Tani Or else if you want, I will say that the second Brisa doesn't say that not only do Mitzoras go to the mikvah according to Abuda, but even everybody else. Don't say that. Rather say, no, the Mitzoras do not go to the mikvah according to Abuda. Everybody else goes to the mikvah. And therefore, um, if you say it like that, so then Rabbi is consistent in saying that Mitzoras do not have to go to the mikvah on day eight. Ravina Amr says, Ravina Rabbi Yehuda, the Devarim de Rabbanon Kamalu. Ravina says that when Rabbi Yehuda says that not only do Mitzoras go to the mikvah, but also everybody else, 
He's not saying that his opinion is that Mitzorahs go to the mikvah because, says Ravina, Rebuta's opinion is that Mitzorahs do not go to the mikvah. They already went to the mikvah on day seven. What he's saying is that according to the rabbis, that the rabbis say that on day eight, the Mitzorahs go to the mikvah in the Lishka Samitzorahin before heading over to the Sharnikanor, um, Rebuta then responds to the rabbis and he says, that look, I hold that Mitzorahs don't have to go to the mikvah because on day eight, because they already went to the mikvah on day seven. However, the didchu, but according to you, that you say that Mitzorahs do have to go to the mikvah, oduli easy mias, do admit to me, that it wouldn't just be Mitzorahs, elikol adam, but that everybody also would have to go to the mikvah before going to the Azar. But the rabbis would argue, no. Mitzorah Davka has to go to the mikvah, um, even if he thinks that he's tower, because Mitzorahs are accustomed to being tummy. Like, Mitzorah is like a long freaking thing. Like, you get saras, you gotta go out of the camp, and like, you're tummy. Then once you're no longer seeing saras, you then have a whole nother week of being tower. And only after that, do you go to the base of So like for the last few weeks, he's like in ta- in like Tame mode, in Mitzorah mode. And therefore, because he's like so used to being in Tame mode, so then, or who knows, maybe he's even Mitzorah for more than just a few weeks. I, I don't know how long people are Mitzorah is for. So, you know, it could be that they're not used to being in Tower mode and that's why they have to go to the mikvah. Whereas the rabbis would say, you know, somebody who wasn't Mitzorah, wasn't, you know, if, if he thinks that he's, if he assumes that he's, if he thinks that he's Tower, we can assume that he's tar, he wouldn't necessarily have to go to the to the mikvah. Amle Abayda of Yosef, Abayda says to Yosef, Neymar Abana the Pligi Oledra Yehuda. Let's say that the rabbis in the initial brisa, where Abayda says, right, the rabbis say that a mitzorah goes to the mikvah before going to Sharnikinor. And Abayda says that he doesn't because he already went to the day before. So let's say, Kivenzoma Svirlu. Let's say that the rabbis hold like Benzoma. That going to the mikvah before going into the Azara is Mamash Mitzvah Saseh. It's a chiyuv. And the reason why they mention specifically a mitzorah is to teach the extreme position of a Yehuda that he says that even a mitzorah who is Tameh does not have to go to the mikvah because he went to the mikvah the day before. Or Dilma, or perhaps shiny Mitzorah, the Daesh Betuma. Or maybe the rabbis would say, no, specifically a Mitzorah has to go to the mikvah before going to Shai Nikonor, but everybody else, right, right, because Mitzorah is like so used to being Tame all the time. Or Dilma, or perhaps as a by, oh wait, where am I? Okay, fine, the Daesh Betuma. So Amalei shiny mitzorah to which Rav Yosef responds, yeah, that's exactly it. That mitzorahs specifically have to go to the mikvah because they are um, so used to being in a tummy space. Therefore, they mamish have to go to the mikvah before or on day eight before the bihonot. Whereas, I guess regular people who aren't. Um, you know, accustomed to being Tameh, so if they're Tara, they don't necessarily have to go to the mikvah before going to the Sharnikinor.
Interesting. How does that tie in with our Mishnah that says that everybody has to go to the Enodim Nichnas Lazar? Maybe that's specifically Kohanim for Avoda, or maybe that's particularly the opinion of Benzoma. Or maybe, yeah, maybe it wouldn't necessarily be a Chiyuv. I don't know. It's interesting. Different opinions here. Um, all right, well, that was the Aflamid of Mesechta uh, Yoma. So the first part of the daf kind of was like a deep dive into like the bathroom sugars that we remember from Mesech the Brachis. And then the, we got to a new mission which discusses Kohanim going to the mikvah before the Avodah. We saw the Machlokas between Benzoma and Rabbi Yehuda. Benzoma says that it's a Chiyuv, that you have to, that a Kohen must go to the mikvah before doing the Avodah. And he learns that out from Akavachomer from the Kohen Gadon Yom Kippur. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda says, look, Sure, he's got to go to the mikvah, but it's really just a reminder, just in case for him to remember, just and to think, make sure that he's not actually tummy. Um, we then discussed a mitzora on the eighth day of his uh, purification process. According to the Chachamim, even though he went to the mikvah on day seven, still on day eight, he goes to the mikvah again before going to Shar Nikonor to get blood put on his hands and fingers, uh, fingers and toes. And according to Rabbi Uda, he doesn't necessarily have to go to the mikvah because um, he already went to the mikvah the day before. Now we have a different price though that seems to be implying that Mitzvahs do go to the mikvah. So we gave two answers. One answer was that um, if he went to the mikvah on day seven with the intention that he was going to be going to the Beis HaMikdash the next day, so then he doesn't have to go to the mikvah again. Whereas if he went to the mikvah on day seven, without that intention, so then he would have to go to the mikvah on day eight. And the other way to understand it is that actually in the second b'risa, what Rabbi Yudah is saying is that actually Mitzvahs don't have to go to the mikvah, consistent with the first b'risa, and um, meaning on day eight, only other people would have to go to the mikvah on day eight. Um, all right. Well, that was uh, Daflamit. Hope you enjoyed. Peace out.